Hey everyone, welcome back to 90 Day Fiancé hey. WTF Podcast with me, Nadia, Mariam, and Lon. Hey everybody. Hi everyone, welcome back. We're so happy to have another session with you guys. I hope you guys are enjoying this as much as we are. If you're enjoying it, drop us a five-star review on Apple, iTunes, or Google. It helps us uh, do what we do and we hope again that you guys are enjoying this. Yes, yeah, spread the love, please. Yeah. Hey everyone, it's uh, it's Lon uh, again, piggybacking off what Miriam said. You know, we really enjoy doing this. Uh, we we appreciate all your listeners, um, and you can also now find us on Patreon. Uh, I believe we are yeah. done with Woot-woot. WTF Extra, and we'll be talking about all kinds of things. So. Um, not just 90 Day Fiance related. I think on our first episode, we talked about uh, the Will and Jada and August entanglements. Uh, we got into some Jeffrey Epstein. Drop us a line, hit us up, slide into our DMs. Let us know what you want us to talk about and what you're interested in. And uh, we can find a way to fit that into our um, WTF Extra uh, Patreon. Again, uh, you can email us at 90dayfiancewtf or on IG. Again, that's 90dayfiancewtf. Uh, we appreciate you all. Um, and again, if you could give us that five-star review, it would really go a long way into pushing our podcast up there and uh, help us uh, in our uh, journey to uh, keep providing you guys the content you guys like to listen to. And I just want to throw in there that we're going to be extra as fuck. Extra, All right. extra AF, <laughs> WTF, extra AF. There you go. Maybe AF that's why we should life. call our Patreon. Is that WTF, extra AF? But yeah, thank you, Mariam and Lon, for that intro. I am going to start with the other way. I thought we can probably go with um, me asking you guys what you think of Melissa from Colombia. I like her a lot. With the with what we were shown. It didn't give me much hope for the relationship. I think she's she's really sweet, super super um, cute, and really genuine. And you know, it. She, I mean, she crosses all the boxes, right? I think she's super faithful. She's very likable. I think she can be entertaining. There's just a lot to consume with her character. But unless they're doing this for drama. Or maybe it's going to be boring because Tim is is probably just going to be super agreeable, so she so he doesn't piss her off. It just seems like Tim's going to come to Colombia and he better not fuck up. He's got a lot to prove. The mom doesn't even like him anymore. The mom's like, no, nah, I don't really care about the guy. I don't want to see him. He, he's not worth you. He's, I think uh, my Lisa, May Lisa, all tune I hate, in. I hate her name is just is just like it should just be Melissa. Like, why is it so complicated? I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Awkward. It's Colombia. I mean, I I totally feel you, Lon. I I, I also feel like this relationship is doomed. Mm -hmm. The fact that she was going to come back to America to live with him so they could eventually get married and turn it into a permanent situation. And then that was the trip where she found out that he cheated on her. I, I feel like the relationship is doomed at that point. Right. I mean, we've kind of talked about this previously, but um, it's just going to be like this 
big elephant in the room topic for them like the same way Sinjin and Tanya is all about like well you never said I'm your soulmate it's gonna be like well you cheated on me (laughs) it's just like it's just gonna keep coming up and keep coming up and Tim's all like gung-ho and yeah I'm gonna go win back this chick but I guarantee you like one month from now he's gonna be tired of fronting like he's a good person he's gonna be tired of hiding the fact that he's a cheater and he's gonna turn into the old Tim and Melisa is going to kick him to the curb in Colombia with her Zapato. Yeah. So. Does anyone follow their socials or are there any hints on their socials about where this relationship is at right now? Or? Yeah, I'm curious to know as well. I, I, I have not had enough interest to follow them. <laughs> I saw a screenshot of his IG and like nobody, I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, as, as far as public figures go, um, nobody, he doesn't have a lot of followers and no one really seems interested in this guy. Um, but yeah, you know, some, one of the accounts we follow posted his, his little IG profile and it was, no one really cares. Like 10 <laughs> followers. He doesn't seem to be that interesting or no one seems to be really interested in this guy. It's not big at level yet. I guess no. he's, to be fair, his character hasn't quite developed. We have yet to get to know this couple. He Their seems story. like a pussy ass bitch to me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, if you're going to be a bad guy, be entertaining, right? I think that's the <laughs> right. thing Ed had going for him. He was so despicable that like you tuned in to see like the fuckery that he was up to. <laughs> yeah. Like who yeah. wants to watch a cheater cry for, you know, I don't know. Like a big old baby too. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just sitting there sobbing and I'm like, it's like my four-year-old just sitting there and crying about a cookie and give him. Like suck it up, dude. <laughs> I do have to say Melissa is gorgeous to me. She's, yeah. she's hella good looking. She's almost too good for She's thick totally. Teeth. She's super hot and she got her shit together. Like she's a boss ass bitch. Mm. And yeah. he just seems like a bitch. So we'll see he where the relationship goes. Yeah, he, yeah. Fucked, he fucked up. up. He, it makes me no wonder. Way. It makes me wonder if it was, I mean, worth it. You know how people say, oh, was it worth it? Like, who is this? Who is this woman that you thought was worth throwing away the time you spent or this person who wanted to spend the rest of her life with you? Like, who is this person? Like, what made you think that this was you know, worth like putting at risk or potentially ending, right? Like I now I mean, it makes me curious. I think it was some skank that he met <laughs> off of match.com that was horny and what is it? DTF. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then he was like, okay, yeah, my girlfriend's across the world. She ain't gonna know. Kind of like a Michael That's situation right. Angela. Yeah. He hit it. I think he hit it and yeah. then he felt guilty, you know? Yeah. Well do you think that person will show up, you know, will somehow appear in the storyline. I feel like that's the only way it can get pretty spicy for them because I don't, I don't see where this is going. She doesn't seem petty to want to know who, who it was from my perspective, based off of what we've been presented about her. But I think for her, it's just, it doesn't matter who you cheated on me with is the fact that you cheated on me. You know what I mean? That's bothering her because you know, he can't keep it in his pants, dude. Come on, Tim, get your act together, cheese stick. <laughs> yeah, I hope yeah. it's not another uh, Corey and Evelyn situation, you know. Oh, God, I hate that couple, too. So yeah, I know, I, hope I can't stand them, too. <laughs> um, well, from one fucked up couple to another fucked up couple, what do you guys think of uh, Ji-hoon's uh, self-awareness of his failure 
and uh, his mom's approach to the whole situation. Like you can, you guys can tell that his mom gave him some really old school advice. Mama's um, boy. But he, yeah, but that's his mom, right? His mom's approach to the relationship is obviously different from the way he views his relationship. But what do you guys think of the whole Jihoon breaking down at at what has transpired so far? Um, I mean, I can. I can relate to that. Not in my 30s, but I think uh, <laughs> I, I've hit rock bottom, right? And I don't know how many people have. I think I think everyone should. I, I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but I think there's a lot of learning that happens when you do, right? And I've been at that point where I can only assume that he's hitting right now where life hits you and it's coming at you. And when you finally realize like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Right. And I think that's, that's where he's at. And I didn't have a, I didn't have a kid at the time. Um, I didn't have all these responsibilities. I like, I, I was, I mean, I, I did all my fucking up pretty early, which <laughs> was pretty beneficial. That's what your 20s are for. It gave <laughs> oh, me time to climb out of it. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, I was, again, yeah, I was early twenties and, and I had that, I had that cry where I'm just like, man, what the, what the fuck am I doing? It didn't help that I had like two brothers who are like my standard of measurement of success and they were like, you know, doing well. And my, my twin, who's definitely one of the things I measure myself by my own success by wasn't, was going to nursing school. And I'm just like, what am I doing? Right. And I had that moment where like I cried about it, you know, but I liked his mom's advice. I like how she, she pretty much was like, dude, snap out of it and change. You see where you need work, right? This message that like this moment of adversity is going to make you stronger. If you make the decision to, you know, to improve your life, to don't just sit there and cry about it, right? Like you got to like do something. It was, it was encouraging. And in the beginning, it looked like she was just kind of making excuses for his behavior, when she's like, oh, well, you know, tell, tell Devin not to do this. And all, all men or all boys, you know, they, they party and stuff at the beginning. And I was kind of like, oh, that's, you know, she, is she excusing this behavior? But then the more she spoke, the more I can kind of see where she was like, yeah, you know, like you just have to take, you have, you have to take this. Life gives you lemons, right? Make lemonade. So like she, it seemed to me like she was just, she was really trying to encourage him and light a fire under his ass. So, so I was all for it. So for me, um, I think my phrase of the session is going to be pussy ass bitch for this guy too. <laughs> oh, should I warn the listeners that strong Sorry. language is advice? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kids, please cover your ears. Um, excuse me, I'm going to say for the next 20 seconds. No, I'm just joking. Uh, I, I personally, based off of my culture where it's very much like Yazan's culture, you know, the man is the man, the woman is the woman. And then just being raised in America and working as hard as I have with nothing coming easy to me and, you know, making it to a certain extent in life. I just cannot relate to people who are just sitting back and smoking and slowly living with their parents and have, you know, bring all their problems to their parents when they got, when they have a kid, if not two children to take mm. care of, plus a significant other. I personally just cannot can't relate and so automatically people go into this pussy ass bitch category in my head because I you know like if I was in his shoes I would have been working around the clock you know 24-hour McDonald's you know freaking uber driver on my breaks like you know I have seen people who are full-time 
hairdressers and then on their one hour lunch break, they go and do DoorDash deliveries because they're trying to hustle. And, right. and that, that's kind of this, how I was raised. You know what I mean? Like survive, hustle, get your shit together. So I really can't relate to his situation, especially because he's a man. It's almost like I have even more expectation on him right. that he's not meeting. Um, his mom, I feel is an enabler, you know, she should have, had that conversation with him before Devin even came with her kids to Korea. Like she, right. that should have been something that they talked about six months ago. So I question was that for the cameras or do you really believe this? Because on the one hand, he's like, she's kind of enabling him. Like, it's okay. All people lie. It's okay. Little white lies here and there. And then, and then oh, she yeah, gives, that. I know. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I forgot I thought about that. Was that. Weird advice. The white lies. Yeah. <laughs> some bullshit. That was just like, you know what? Like you're my only son and you can do no wrong in my eyes. You're perfect. And those kind of mothers create those kind of children, right? Yeah, enablers. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm not too impressed. If I was Devon, I would be on a one-way ticket back to wherever the hell she's from over here in the States. And um, <laughs> Lon, Utah. Just, to, just to circle back to you, I, you know, I've only known you for a couple of years, and I would have no idea that you ever hit rock bottom because you are so professional and so polished and you got your shit together so <laughs> don't be so hard on yourself yeah Lon, you're <laughs> not jihoon you. level that's for yeah, sure i can vouch like for so you so far away from jihoon level uh like i said i was fortunate enough uh that that it happened early so i could climb out of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was 20 years of work y'all like i'm do you guys think that jihoon's tears was that real like it did it didn't seem like he acted that out like he was genuinely upset with himself I think but they were really his face was red right that's a hard thing to fake when people yeah. are like, <laughs> like i can't relate <laughs> that doesn't happen to winners <laughs> Can I just can I just give you guys one example? Okay, I had my second kid. I'm in the hospital. Okay, just had a kid six hours ago, and my husband comes and he hands me my laptop and he goes, "Honey, you have to process payroll because we have a, we have a we have a business." And guess what I did? I processed payroll the next 15 minutes in the hospital. Wow! Bed. So that's that's how I hustle. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have no other, ch- I don't have a choice not to do that. So I'm a little bit envious of people that do have that choice, maybe. But on the other hand, it's like, I'm also like, get your shit together, you know? I don't know. Yeah. You yeah. got responsibilities, man. Yeah, you got to like, yeah. exactly. Jihoon's mom, she's soft on him. And that's why he, he was able to get away with living with his parents and working part-time and being a father and yet not having the responsibility of a father. In a way, I blame his parents. Moving on to Kenneth and Armando, our Yay. favorite couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me that that was um, I thought this was the I thought this was the highlight for me at least. It was it was funny just to see the culture shock that um, Kenny was experiencing uh, when he was. Uh, Kenny, I love you. You, you know, we, we, uh, <laughs> we were, we're fans. Uh, Don't but hold I, back, Lon. <laughs> Don't hold back because Kenny's listening. This I wrote here. I wrote here. Keep um, it real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Plato is a Greek philosopher. Right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <think> he, <laughs> he was trying to teach uh, Kenneth how to say plate. Was it in Pla- Spanish? Plato. Plato. I think Plato. he was ordering. Yeah, he was ordering food, and I think he looked and he said, "Oh, Plato." I said, "No, <laughs> that's not quite it." 
um but yeah no that food was great like um so the i i believe the white water he's talking about is horchata's and i love horchata's if you guys have oh, ever had rice horchata, water it's yummy yeah that's good stuff we love it here in california and i don't know if i don't think they have carne asada fries in mexico but i'm pretty sure they have carne asada something just put carne asada order anything with carne asada kenny you'll be fine and cheese yes and and pico de gallo yeah, yep. <laughs> there's just so much. Right? So, so yeah. I don't think you have to know a lot about cuisine. I think the more you know, um, the more enjoyable you'll have. But if you know certain things like everything with pico de gallo and, and salsa, and I think definitely for me, um, horchata and what do they call the pulled pork? I forget, but yeah, dude, as, as a foodie, know, know the, the food carnitas? Carnitas. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> know, the food, know the food stuff at least. <laughs> so like, I love Mexican food. So I took it so personally. I was so personally offended. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see I, Kenny's I can face when I, uh, I was like, like WTF, dude. Come on. Mariam like, is a burrito uh, connoisseur, you guys. For anyone listening, Mariam loves her Mexican food. In fact, I mean, she knows that her favorite place in the San Francisco Financial District is going to close down. So, so sad. Shout out to Talak. I mean, Mariam, honestly, I have a lot. I had a lot of fond memories going to Talak with you. And I'm I know, upset. The, the food is bomb, dude. I love their sauces, you. man. Like, oh my I'm going to miss their sauce. My I'm mouth is salsa. watering right now when you said sauces. <laughs> it's like drool on the side of my chin here. You guys can't see it, but it's right there. Oh, um, man. For me, like, I, I thought like this relationship was like, there's so much buildup, right? There's just all this buildup, all this emotion. Like the tears are flowing every scene. And then the sweet part was when they embraced each other. Yes. And then it kind of went downhill from my perspective after that, because like up until that point, Kenny did not seem like an old man at all. He seemed like this young, vibrant dude. And I was like, yeah, like this is what, this is why gay people never age because they got no fucking care in the world. They're just having sex like 24 hours a day. (laughs) But then when I saw him in the street and I saw him at the restaurant, he just seemed like this old dude that just needed like his cup of warm milk and his rocking chair. (laughs) Sorry, Kenny, I love you, but like just freaking adapt and be flexible. And your lack of flexibility and inadaptability makes you come across old. So Mm. just my two cents. I'm entitled to it. Please don't kill me. (laughs) I love you again. But I just, I just was not cool with him dissing number one, Mexican food. One of my favorite cuisines of all time. And I am not Mexican. And number two, I kind of feel like his perspective was that he was going to go to this beach resort and have like, you know, jalapeno margaritas by the pool Mm. and, you know, be able to just speak English the whole time and it was going to be fine and reality hit him. So I I hope he adapts. In my mind, I was thinking like, maybe Kenny is doing this for the cameras. Like I, I'm just excusing his behavior, but Mariam, I'm with you because his age does show when he's trying to adjust his lifestyle to Mexico and that's when you see his struggles and I was like then it reminded me that oh yeah Kenny is a 57 year old we should we should remember that he's not like like a millennial who's like yeah put me at any place and I'll adjust I'll I'll try the cuisine I'll be adventurous I'll try this street food and all that like no he is you know his age right and he grew up in Florida he was I think originally from the Midwest 
so like i i kind of kind of excuse his behavior and his lack of adaptability um so i i felt like okay maybe a he's doing this for the camera and b like he's just acting his age which again otherwise we will all think that he's you know 37 not 57 totally and yeah. we all we all also know that people in florida refuse to wear masks so <laughs> uh i'm not saying anything i'm just saying that, that that's what i keep hearing on the news but i love you kenny if you didn't hear that the first five times please don't kill me <laughs> um yeah props to props to armando i don't want to leave armando out of this conversation yeah. i think i think definitely armando deserves a lot of credit um you know for helping him um helping him through and i know armando is going to be a huge 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 factor and i think uh, i think with um with kenny um i just i just think he genuinely miss um un- or uh, not miss he just underestimated i think if i had um uh, a girlfriend you know that that knew a country pretty well I I think I could get by with bare minimum understanding too. Like, oh yeah, you know, Mexico, shoot. Like I I was there and I went to to Mexico on spring break twice. Like I'll be fine, you know. My my girlfriend knows, you know, she can speak the language and blah blah blah, right? So I could I could imagine myself also coming there thinking I'll get by, I'll get by fine. Mm-hmm. And then like understanding once I got there how much I underestimated. Like I I would I would have been surprised if I if I went to a place and as nice as it looks there's no central air or central heat right like yeah. I was like oh that, that kind of took me aback like oh I had to remind myself oh shit like yeah well maybe that's that's realistic cuz yeah I I saw a, a a beautiful place by the water and I figured they had all the amenities and stuff mm-hmm. like that and you know they they drove out and when they drove out again it wasn't what I expected the surrounding area to yeah. look like when you see that they have a place on the water and stuff and I was again it took me back again like wow like and that was me I think overestimating um what their accommodations would would be like or where they were they were actually living so yeah. I was horrified when I when they said that there was no central AC and heating I was like ooh that felt like they were shortchanged like that i mean especially given that it's a it's it's by the water and you would think yeah. that it's a nice gated community like you know apartments with a lot of amenities and then when they said oh but there's no like central heating and central ac and i'm like oof that's that's rough guys like, see for me that's not a problem because if it gets hot just take all your clothes off and if it gets cold just put more clothes on right yeah <laughs> i've, I've, I've kind like of lived me. around that being that i don't like to pay my bills yeah or i don't like high <laughs> energy bills in the first place <laughs> yeah i walk around in boxers when it's hot and like when it's super cold i just double up or triple up yeah on, like, i guess i put myself <laughs> in the shoes of like a typical american who's so used to those type of amenities and when they go to a place where that you know that doesn't offer any like i'm pretty sure he's shocked by that similar he with needs like to get over it yeah, yeah. i mean I, again I mean, i'm hoping he's doing that for the cameras i'm like Kenneth, i i hope this is not the real you but but we still love you regardless yeah dm us and and armando good job for cleaning the shrimp right <laughs> i know thank you for doing that thank you for deveining yeah that thing that is the word i was looking for thank you mariam yeah uh, i got you Do we want to talk about Jenny and Sumit? No. Because thank you. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. so over them. I'm just over them. All I, this is it. Well, I mean, first of all, Jenny is, seems like such a nice lady, by the way. But I'm just kind of over her and her need to see these divorce documents. I'm just like, uh, yeah. I don't know. At least, yeah. yeah. It's, um, I, I wish them the best. I really do. I think they're a great couple. Wish them the best. Um, not the most exciting story. <laughs> that lawyer is so suspect. Like, he seems like a quack to me. Like, I don't even know if he's... Act- like, his office was right by the entrance. And I thought, that sounds like, like a like a, an actor that TLC just hired just to like talk about divorce papers and I was like so suspicious it might and I'm gonna and I'm gonna sound kind of like an asshole for the next thing I'm gonna say but he was also overweight and in <laughs> India like you don't really see overweight people so I don't know that kind of stuck out with me I know I'm, I'm, I'm the asshole he's a he was planted he's American That's why, yeah, and they he planted him there yeah, they needed a lawyer and they're like hey you you can yeah, play a lawyer just, right <laughs> Somebody give this guy a shirt and a jacket. <laughs> we Damn need to act like a lawyer. <laughs> All right. We're almost towards the end of the other way, but first, Yazan and Brittany. Oh, man. For me, it was like, why did you waste the rose petals leading up to the bedroom? If you're not even going to smash, like, what was that about? <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Hey, you dude. know, that's Maybe the kind of like effort. Kind of virtual smash. That's, kind of, that's the kind of effort that you put in, you know, when you're going to get some. And then he's like, yo, I got to go. And she's like, you got to go. <laughs> what? What, is what about this? these dead paddles? Yeah, for me, that's like, that's part of the foreplay, you know? And she, yeah. you saw her eyes light up. She saw the pedals. She saw the bed and instantly forgot about everything. Like, oh, well, you know, yeah, maybe I can like live here. Maybe, you know, it's not so bad. She was ready, dude. He got her primed up. The place was super nice. It's a cute Pedals, yeah, yeah, leading up to the bedroom and they're shaped in a heart. And then he's just like, I got it. Deuces. <laughs> Peace. She's like, you're leaving? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no. You should well, save that move then, you know? Well, that's, that's what he said on camera. We don't know what happened. <laughs> that's true. When the, true. You know, when the cameras, you know, turn off, he could have like off. jumped he's out like... of his window in his bedroom's home and, yeah. you know, in his parents' house and just, you know, ran out back to her. But, um, that booty call knock at like midnight. Knock, knock, knock. Hey. <laughs> hey, but what like, are you doing? You know, yeah, like the, the text. The W-I-D. <laughs> oh, do people even text? I just thought we just text each other the eggplant emoji over. <laughs> yeah. I thought that's, <laughs> I think that's all people do. Brittany thinks in the moment, she lives in the moment, you know, and when she saw those rose petals, she was like, I don't want to talk about what happened anymore, even though what happened is a huge freaking deal, dude. Huge. Like, you're just digging yourself in this huge hole. Yazan is like in the middle of like Brittany and his parents. It's just, it's like this huge. Not a good situation. War. It's not a good situation. This couple is not going to work out. They're doomed. Yazan seems very, um, I mean, well, the whole, the whole relationship seems very theatrical to me. Mm. I'm not convinced that they're a true couple. Mm. And, and maybe it's my turn to be an asshole now, but Yazan, just come out of the closet already. No, I, I, I don't get that vibe at all from him. I, I don't know why. I, I, I kind of do. And like, 
Does that IG account? Shout out, shout out to one of our followers. Uh, I think it's called uh, Britain's World. Britain I World. I'm sorry if Britain I'm slaughtering world. Your, your IG. Um, but uh, I think what Nadi's alluding to is we got a message uh, of a um, chat. And I hate that I'm like spreading rumors and gossip right now. But um, he, was, he was with another uh, guy. And when he was questioned about it, he didn't want to talk about it. And he shut the conversation down. Right. Um, I mean, what was but, he doing? Was he naked in a bed with him? I mean, no, no, it wasn't anything like this that. This was like in his previous life. He looks much younger. Right. But so what? He was photographed with a guy. Like, I, I, am I missing something? Like, I do think you guys have guy friends or no? That's true. I mean, yeah. We, I mean, we don't want to be spreading like you know false, false right. rumors. But it was enough for where his reaction to the message. I think he was like, I don't want to talk oh, okay. about it right now. And it was just kind of like, oh, you know. I think um, the conversation that was in our DMs. Um, was screenshotted and it said, hey, I noticed this. Who is that person? And what's what's this about? And Yusan just seemed very like super intent on shutting that conversation down. Yeah. And, and that was it. And I didn't think we had a, a lot of information on it. So I didn't want to touch upon it too much because we don't have yeah. enough information. We don't have enough <laughs> evidence. But Miriam, it's, yeah. like, it's like Chrissy Teigen deleting 60,000 tweets. Yeah, oh, it's I one see. of those things where it's enough to infer and to kind of talk about. And if you wanna, if you wanna go down that rabbit hole, go go down it, right? Um, okay, all right. Yeah. We'll Interesting. see. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe we'll cover it in extra. <laughs> extra, extra. <laughs> but what do you guys think of uh, Britney's reaction in the car? Because I know I had a physical reaction to her reaction. I was like, wow, what a what a uh, what a meltdown! The no 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 that no and she shouted too right? yeah like yeah she no, was she like was... I get it you're upset but I mean you you are being filmed. <laughs> it felt very like Jerry Springerish to me. I don't know. Like I just felt like it was extra. You know, like yeah. for the cameras. Uh, I don't know. It feels like it's all stage. It feels like it's not real sometimes so her crying i felt was just for the cameras personally yeah i'm with you there it's hard because of what we already know about her with that you know with with her influence and her reach and her um, social media presence her awareness right i think i think it, it it takes away from the genuineness of her reactions right Everything I'm going to be questioning now, like, because I think she does, she has, she does, she is aware that eyes are on her constantly. She is aware that the things she does um, are being filmed, will be used for content and will generate discussions. So I, I think she leans into her character a bit. And again, this could be super genuine, but at the same time, it just is one of those things where I'll always have my doubts and I'll always like question, like just how genuine uh, she's being on camera. Elon, yes. uh, finish your thoughts because I'm about to jump into <laughs> Happily Ever oh, After. Oh, we good, man. We good. We good. We good. <laughs> no, you didn't get the reference. That was what Andre... Oh, finish the... Yes. Yeah, finish your oh, finish gosh. Your <laughs> oh, man. So and that... Let me just... I don't even know if we're going to talk about them next. <laughs> we, we, we are. This behavior is atrocious. I know. It's, it's terrible. Inexcusable. But I do want to segue into the other screamer, which is uh, Angela, and her reaction to those 
three women that Michael. <laughs> that shit was so fucking oh funny. Really? Oh that was atrocious, though. I mean, you know, her southern hospitality came out, right? She did thank them for coming. But then she also got really ghetto and really yeah. wretched and started oh, yeah. shouting at Michael. And I felt sorry for him because, you know, like, Five ten minutes ago, she, he was so happy having <laughs> received two wedding suits, and then he has to deal with her flipping out over the three gals. And I get it; maybe he was expecting that male guy <laughs> Dawa, but like, yeah. I'm sorry, Dawa showed up late, maybe, and that's why. Like, I think was- she felt set up. And uh, on one side, I'm like, "There's the Angela we know," and I'm just mm-hmm. like, "There she is," yeah, you know. And I'm like, I spoke too soon last podcast and I was like oh I like where she's at blah, blah, blah. like no like there she is she's uh, she's always there and like I forget that Angela can can get pretty ugly but then you know when I take a step back I think she genuinely feels like she was set up and the cameras were rolling I think maybe the producers were like hey Michael bring her to the spot we're gonna have your friends <laughs> bring her and we're just gonna go for it you could tell by how she was acting and by the way the other women were acting it was not a particularly hot day we're all just kind of chilling you know she's angela when you see her she's just kind of chilling like she's surprised but she's chilling and the other women are just like sitting around chilling when it goes to michael he is brimming dude he is wiping his face he's like hot and i'm just thinking dude this guy this guy knows he's nervous you know, and I, I, I would feel if I were her, if my fiance, girlfriend, whatever have you brought me into this place and the cameras were filming, I would be like, man, you fucking set me up, dude. And I think that's, that's what happened. Either that or what I joked about on our IG account was she, that was the realization where she's like, one of these bitches is the mechanic, yo. Like, <laughs> one of these bitches has the is the ringtone girl, right? Is who is it, right? And, right. and, and I, I think it was one of those things too, because I think in the end, when she got up and left, that's what she was really screaming about. You, you know, who are these women? And you, you know, I mean, I think the jealousy aspect and the who are these bitches? You know what I mean? You know, I think she even said, you know I, how I hate women or you know how I don't like girls. Or she said something like that. Like, how right, dare like you I'm jealous bring or whatever. me? Yeah, how dare you bring me into this place where you said we're going to meet a guy who she's like, cool with. She ain't got, you know, no problem with dudes to meet these, you know, attractive, I would say, women that she's never met, probably didn't know that Michael was talking to her, you know, or any part of his life whatsoever. And then it's all hitting her like, who are these bitches, right? Like, so I think either she felt set up or she was just like, yo, like, what is Michael really doing here? And and why is he having me meet these women? So that shit was so awkward for me. I mean, I could like feel Angela's blood boiling. I could feel her fucking blood pressure going up, dude. The most awkwardest part was when she fucking shook their hand. (laughs) I was like, this is just like, she didn't know what the fuck to do. And she wanted to get the fuck out of there, and she just started shaking everyone's hands. That's and a sudden that hospitality, coming. though. That was weird. Yeah, that was the that funny was so part. Weird. And then those I women, think, yeah. like the that's second, her being a nice peach, a nice yeah. southern, you know, you know, Georgian peach. I would say that's I don't her. Know about that's that. a nice part about her. And then, like, 
after that it was just downhill man like i mean i would not use i would not use the word peach to describe angela at all but <laughs> what, whatever you think she smells Nadia. Plum. <laughs> oh i got a couple other choice words to describe her but we won't get into that right now um <laughs> Those women, like, they were just chilling. And then the second Angela came, they looked at each other like, oh, shit. She's the look on their faces. Yeah. I thought that was well, that was, that was kind of part. looking up and away. And, and they were like, fuck, this is awkward. Like, Don't you think you that know? part of the look, the surprise look, was because they didn't expect that kind of woman to be Michael's fiance? They probably think that, oh, maybe he's with some, like, you know, a, a woman... Well, yeah, American, but also like someone of his age, right? Right. But then, right, like, right, here right. comes like True. someone who looks like he's who could pass off as his grandma. Right. And she came in there like just guns a blazing. I'm sure right. like there's like steam coming out of her ears when she was sitting down there, and they're just like, "Holy fuck! Like, what is going on?" There were no introductions, yeah. too, right? There's no introduction. So it's I weird. Mean, I think if someone just kind of sits and stares back at you and doesn't say hi, my name is. Angela or whatever right so right. then you're both your both parties were kind of like yeah know, no one broke uh, the ice what's next here <laughs> yeah think, and yeah. the whole and the whole thing too the Angela is like Michael keeps saying well these are like you know people that were telling me about America and Angela's whole thing is like why the fuck do you need someone else to tell you about America when you got me Michael yeah. you know what I mean but then yeah. I think Michael's but Michael's perspective is being a black person in America. Mm-hmm. And that's right. what he was getting from those women. And he did not communicate that to Angela because clearly they're two separate and very, very different perspectives based off of what we all know. And then the <clears> fact <throat> that she like blew up on him, I was like, come on, dude, again. Like, just leave the poor man alone. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, he's far from innocent, right? But like, does he deserve that each and every time for you just to fucking bl- like fly off the handle and get a cuss out i don't know i just I, I don't know how like people are okay with being in those kind of situations like osman and, and baby girl lisa too extremely abusive i think emotionally yeah and very and very toxic um but the abusive nature of i'd say specifically angela and baby girl lisa it really bothers me like i, I don't think anyone should be treated that way it was definitely 100%. an overreaction i think right like i get it that maybe michael didn't disclose that other people were going to be there but you got to have control of your emotions right like it, it, definitely when i put myself in those shoes i'd be like i wouldn't have acted that way <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like is is it's okay right that other people are there okay maybe i didn't expect it to be three girls but like um you know was who was who was wrong for that was that michael's fault for not disclosing that or could she have treated could she have treated that situation better um and i think she just could have you know went with the punches and were like oh well we're we're not going to meet dawa or dawa is eventually coming you didn't mention there were going to be other people here it, should i fly off the handle now <laughs> because of it right so um yeah i don't you know i, I think she just could have handled that differently yeah. As much as I hate Angela, one more thing about her is that she did mention, like, Michael doesn't understand how much I've given up to be here to get married to him, which is mm. the situation with the help of her mom. She said, this could be the last time I see my mom. You know, leaving, leaving like, I think she had, like, what, 25 grandkids at home? Her daughter, her life, her job, all that yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah. she's, she's emotionally really unstable for that reason. I'm not giving her excuses, but I think that for Michael... 
it's more like fun and games. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my girlfriend's coming to America. She buys me stuff. I'm going to go to America. We're going to have a wedding. I, I don't think he's, he's seeing it from her shoes. And I think that's what's really pissing her off sometimes too. But regardless of, of all that, I mean, Angela's extremely abusive towards him. And I hate that. I hate watching it for that reason. Yeah, yeah super <clears throat> cringy. True. true. What about Tanya and Sinjin? They don't exist to me, but I just want to ask you guys if you're in, even interested to discuss. The only thing I want to um, remind our listeners, in case they don't know, is that Tanya does not think Sinjin is her soulmate. So I think people know all. that. I'm being that's so a recurring sarcastic. theme. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think, too, that bugs him a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he hasn't let that go. And maybe that's for the cameras or not. Um, but I think that's a big deal for him. Um, I think, I think they need to establish, I think she tried to establish when that thing, you know, first came to light that her ideal of idea of a soulmate isn't necessarily how everyone feels like a soulmate should be. A soulmate could be a friend, you know, who had this huge impact. It could be many people who have impacted your life in a certain way and that she didn't necessarily mean a soulmate was somebody that was going to be a lover who was meant to be in your life, you know, for eternity or whatever have you, which, which is what I think the way he's viewing it. And I think he feels inadequate or insecure or both. Um, So he bring, he does bring that up, right? It's a talking point. Every time they have some kind of disagreement, it's like, well, I'm not even your soulmate or you don't think I'm your soulmate anyway. Um, I think he's really holding on to that. And it's hard to say, just let it go when I think he views it differently. So I don't want to say that much, but yeah, again, one of those relationships that are doomed. They had they haven't talked every they haven't worked everything out yet, the pre-marriage stuff. And they're trying to do it while they're already married. Um, and that's just gonna be a tough road for them. Yeah. Sorry guys, I'm going against my own rules here, but I forgot to mention that it does seem like Michael does not want Angela to, well, rather he wants to convince Angela to live in Nigeria. Yeah. Sorry, going back to that. Yeah. Right? It felt like it, but... That was the... Yeah, I think that was the intent of meeting Dawa to kind of say, here's here's my experience in living both in America and in Nigeria to kind of have her realize that maybe living in Nigeria, at least for, you know, a period of time, would be be the way to go or would be a better uh, living situation at least for, for, for some time before going to America. I think that was the whole point of that meeting, I think. Yeah. Was to get both, right, to have someone who, who's done both, who's lived in yeah. both. Not, not that this matters, but did anyone realize that Angela was not wearing a seatbelt? <laughs> <laughs> Which then goes back to Tanya, who doesn't like to wear a seatbelt, and look what happened to her. Anyway. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Wear your seatbelt, boys and girls. <laughs> yeah. Just like wear a mask, right? Just like wearing masks, yes. Yeah. What about that uh, conversation that Kalani's dad had with uh, Asuelu? Asuelu looks like he, he's about to lose it. He, he looked like he shut in his pants. How about that? Yeah. Like he's, he almost sounded like he lost his voice and it, he's almost crying or about to cry. I mean, he went from like a barking dog, you know, to like a little kitty cat, you know, because (laughs) he was about to shit shit on himself, actually. (laughs) Maybe he did, 
maybe like that's why the camera wasn't like focused on the lower part of his body because <laughs> because Kalani's dad he you don't fuck with that that guy seriously yeah. like he will check your ass so hard however he needs to check your ass um yeah. but i did like the fact that you know Ansuelo was like look i'm translating everything in my head it's coming out wrong and then Kalani's dad was like, yeah, I kind of get it. I can kind of see that. But you know what? Watch yourself, dude. You know? Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy he's there because I kind of feel people like Anzuelo that grew up in a very male, macho society, um, unless there is someone like that to check him, will just go crazy and just fucking spiral out of control. So I'm happy. I'm happy he's getting checked. Yeah, for me as a guy, it's one of those things where – you know and and for our guy listeners out there do you do you not have that awareness that's one of the questions right that that i uh, that i want to ask asuelo is don't you have the awareness that the way you speak to your wife you are eventually going and and her mom you will eventually because you're married have to answer to her dad and um your father-in-law you know for for the thing for how you treat his daughter and his wife like is this not an awareness um that that you have and if if you don't have that awareness you're it's just going to be a shit show right Mm -hmm. and the fact that her dad lives with them dude you know, you should practice some some kind of self restraint, or even if they, even if he wasn't living in your house, like you should have that kind of awareness. That at least for me, maybe that's just me. But you would think that he would be on his best behavior. But yes, he's, he's just cussing his wife. And this goes, and- yeah, this goes for a lot of <laughs> this goes for a lot of other guys too, who are maybe abusive to their wives, or who like for guys like Andre too, who speak who speak like the way he speaks to Libby and stuff like uh, does it not um, worry you or bother you that you will eventually have to explain your actions to their father, right? Like that's a, that's a tight position to be in. So one, you know, you should be respectful anyway, but then two, the conversation that her dad was having with Asuelo, that's the kind of you already know that's an uncomfortable conversation. That's a conversation you want to avoid at all costs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So for as well not to have that foresight and uh, to, you know, it's one thing to disrespect the, um, the daughter and, and his wife. But as we all know, like guys are guys and there's that standard that they'll treat men differently than they treat women. So, okay. As a guy, is this an, a conversation you're looking forward to having? you know, with the dad where he's shooting veiled threats at you pretty much. Uh, like he, he, he pretty much, if you read between the lines, he was saying, I'm gonna whoop your ass if this keeps happening. Right. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna whoop that ass. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm going to throw you over this bridge. He was shivering in his boots, dude. Like, you know, and I, part of what Asuela was saying was right. Like, Oh, maybe it's my bad English. Yeah, but even in in bad English, you could still treat them better. Like we saw how that conversation went down, right? Like, oh, I'm gonna speak to her however I want. Okay, that was you don't you don't need to speak perfect English to understand how that message came across. 
Yeah. Right? He's fully aware. <laughs> when yeah. he called her a lying bitch, he's fully aware. When he aware. called her a That's lying not bitch. Bad English. Perfect English. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, so there's very little wiggle room here. And, you know, um, I forgot what her dad's name is. He's going to see this footage. Right? Um, but yeah, like, Asuelu needs to, he needs to just be a better person. Yep. A day late, a dollar short. Moving on to Andre and Elizabeth. Yeah, I've all, you know, just like with Asuelu, Andre, it's very, very, very shocking, disappointing. And I think, you know, I said this earlier, atrocious how he speaks to his wife, especially since she has very valid concerns. Well, aside from the food. Can my yeah? Can they order a cheeseburger if they don't like the food? What? Classy. Get the fuck out of here! What are you talking about? Like, Since when is yeah. cheeseburger a wedding food? Is what yeah, I want to know. Uh, they're Before. also from Florida. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, Before uh, I dig into Libby, yeah, no, it's it's that's bad. Like that's terrible, and I feel so bad for Libby that she has to she has to put up with this. And I think when they interviewed her, she said something like, "Oh, this is nor- this is like normal, or this is this is how he is." And I'm like, "This is how he is." I thought this was how he was in you know in his country because you know he was he was getting confident and he was in his hometown and blah blah blah. But she made it seem like this is something she has to put up with on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and he just he treats her pretty bad. And if this is how he is on camera, I can't imagine how much worse it is when the cameras are not rolling. Dude, even during Pillow Talk, when they were, uh, you know, on Pillow Talk, he was just very disrespectful. I've mentioned this before. It made me so uncomfortable watching the two of them Mm. on Pillow Talk. And that's not the spotlight. It's not really on them. It's on them commenting on other couples. But yet... He, this, the stuff that he says and the way he says it to her, it's so disrespectful. I don't know how someone like Elizabeth, who stands for independence, could be with someone like Andre. Yeah, tough skin. Um, I think that, like, what I always ask myself when I'm watching them is how she, like, didn't see any of this, right, in the beginning. Like, mm. clearly he is a certain type of a person and he didn't really sugarcoat it in the beginning. He, that's just kind of how he all has always been. And I always question, like, how do you like fall in love with someone like that? And, you know, consent to actually getting married to them because he was kind of like a chauvinist asshole from day one. So yeah, we did see that in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. true. I, I don't know what she's thinking. Yeah. Not I- to this extent, but it was there. Like how, Oh, you're not going to have a bachelorette party over my dip. And he was like super, super controlling. Like, so, yeah, I mean, I saw that, but this was another level. Do you think Libby and I think her sister as well, do you think they're like the Stacy and Darcy's where they're only going for European men because that's exotic to them? Because remember, they made a comment before, like, uh, Libby's like, oh, yeah, you know, our European husbands. It's like they, they emphasize that, that those words. European husband. I, I missed that one. Libby? Well, I mean, yeah, Libby and her, I think one of her sister married a, an, a European as mm. well. So I wonder, you know, if, if this is a case where Libby looked the other way, um, you know, she, she excused all his bad behavior just because he's Moldovan. That's how I'm looking at this. I think that, you know, Libby went to Europe. I think she was in Ireland. And then where she, she met him, right? 
Yeah. She matched with Andre and then, you know, what should have been like a European fling turned into a long distance relationship turned into a green card situation. So I I don't, I don't know if she seeked it, you know, like if she went out seeking like a European boyfriend, I, I think that situation just happened. But then also if I put myself in Libby's shoes, I mean, what kind of, what kind of guys does she have to choose from in Florida? I mean, I'm sure everyone's in Florida. Florida. <laughs> 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 I'll words. In Florida. She's non-mask wearing. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, you're in between a rock and a hard place. My little golden exotic guy. Can, can I also ask, what was Libby's religion before she got baptized as an Orthodox Christian? Baptist? Wasn't she Baptist? Yeah, I want to say Baptist. I think she Baptist said Baptist. Too. Yeah, I think she said Baptist. Yeah. And I don't know the differences really. I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know enough about Baptist. I feel but bad for her. I think they're still her. Christian, right? Yeah, that's why I was thinking like, I feel bad for her that Andre is enforcing this on her without her fully accepting it. She's just going along with it. Like, okay, I'll yeah. just go through. I'll just go through this ceremony just because you want me to, but it's not because she's accepting Orthodox Christian into her heart. She's just going along because her husband told her to do so. And I just, I just felt that was very insincere. Yeah. He didn't didn't mention any, he wasn't forthcoming with that information at all. Yeah. Um, That was almost sprung onto her. The timing. Yeah. I think, I think the timing was strategic how we're going to do this. That way, no one really had a save, right? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, props to Libby though. I think um, when when I was watching that episode, um, I wanted to give her props for learning at least some of the language and being able yeah. to speak some of it. I, I mentioned that, was- that before too in our previous episodes, where I give her credit for at least learning and trying to understand her in laws and trying to communicate in Moldovan. So yeah, props to her. All right, now about the food. Livy, 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 Livy. Well, can I just say that $5,000 for a wedding is actually not bad. Is that, that was good. The was that the total? Food? Yeah. That was, that was the total. Yeah. Venue, that was a total, that was a total in USD. $5,000 after conversion. But that's only for 60 people. Yeah. Is so that if you do the lot? math, that's 30, that's what, 30, wait, no, 60. Gosh, my math is not going to be good here. I think that's high. That's like, you know, Ritz Carlton in San Francisco is like 300 a person. I mean, for, I don't it's, know. It's, Moldova yeah, it's definitely is not there. like the hot wedding spot. Um, I don't know. I, I thought that that was so expensive. Also There's for no last way. minute. But then you have to consider the fact that it was, it's short notice. It's not like a year's, you know, like. It doesn't matter. People don't get married a year in advance in Moldova. They have the last minute weddings over there. It's only Americans that plan their weddings for two years in advance. I mean, look at Yazan and, you know, he's trying to get married to Brittany in like a week. You know what I mean? It's like, it's very American to plan your wedding like more than like six months out. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I thought the that was wedding planning is usually a year's huh. out. That's what I always imagine. Even in Singapore, where I'm from, like people will have to book their venue like a year in advance or at least six months in advance, at least. Because weddings are so, it's so common and you cannot just expect to walk in and like, hey, I'm getting married in two weeks. All right, lock me down into this place. No, they'll probably, even if they are available, they're going to charge you like pretty high per person. Which is why I nice, figured. That was a nice place too. That, I, that, yeah, was, nice. that was nice. That yeah. was super nice. Not yeah, like the first one, which is supposedly doubles up as a casino. The, the one in the mall? Seemed, 
It was the, the first one, one is, a casino? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, oh, that's what she said. It was like a casino at night. And they, they, and they didn't have food tasting. They only have like the, the photos. photos. Yeah, the photos. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, <laughs> I, think she has, I think she has a right to be picky um, since like this is supposed to be the dream wedding. Wait, how about um, because her dad is footing the bill? Of course she has to be picky. Of course, her family has to like the food because ultimately her dad is paying for everything. Yeah, I'm mean, one of those where if, and if you're TLC in a, a little bit, if, yeah, if you're in another TLC country, too. enjoy what they got, right? Enjoy their yeah, food, even if it's the back experience, of a pig. the culture. <laughs> like, okay, I get it. Like, let's let's be picky about the venue, but when it comes to the food, if it tastes good, do you really have to accommodate people who are not gonna no like? This is what this is what we got, and you're gonna eat it. I've never been to a wedding where like I looked at the menu and I'm like, no, someone's gonna have to accommodate me because I don't like the fish or the steak. Like, <laughs> right? Like you can you can do that. It's your wedding. If they don't like it, yeah, just like just like Andre said. Well, you know, did he? What was it? A Mickey D's? Was it? Yeah, what he, said he didn't like it. a McDonald's across the street. Hey, fair, fair. So rare, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they made a big deal about um and again i hate when tlc does this right when they do the whole oh and not just tlc i see it all the time it's big on the bachelor right we'll go to a foreign country and we'll shame the cuisine there it's stupid right like but there's like oh it's the back of the the pig oh it's pork right yeah it's pork Back of the pig, uh, still oh, pork. The, the back of the head of the pig. Like, it's pork. Like, can you just eat it? <laughs> like, who the fuck cares? Like, and, and maybe people out there are, you know, they care, but then they'll eat foie gras. And if they understood what foie gras was, like, where you, you're literally, like, like, what is it? You're stuffing things it's, it's into a... Fat. Yeah, it, it, down a, a living duck, right? Be, yeah. To I think tenderize duck the intestines or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah, like... And that's fine. Like, so, uh, you know, this whole exactly. like, culture shaming with the cuisine is tired. Um, it, I guess it makes for good TV. Or when you're American, you get to laugh. Ha, 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 ha. This isn't normal. This isn't our normal. Like, it's stupid. But when you're like foreign or immigrant or whatever, like, this is dumb, right? You go to another country and you shame their cuisine. It's so fucking tired and done. And like, I'm just, I'm over that. So, Anyways, that's all I had to really say about that. <laughs> Do we want to cover Larissa first or Jess and Colt and Debbie? I have a lot to say about. I have a lot to say though about Jess, and maybe people might not agree with me, but I find it very hard to like Jess. She, I find it hard to like Debbie. I find it okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is great, right? We all have diverse yeah, yeah, opinions yeah, yeah, yeah. on this. Let's talk about. Just, it. Let's talk about. It. I just let's feel like it. okay. I know some people will say, "Wait, wait a minute! You're you're like slut shaming her." I'm not slut shaming her. However, I feel like is she all about sex? Like, remember last episode where she, she plays did it this? up a lot. She does, and I, I hope this can be captured in our podcast. But like, come on! Like the it's like you guys just lend it. She didn't even introduce herself to to Debbie in in, yeah. in, in a nice airport? way. Yeah, at yeah. the airport, she was just like disappointed that she cannot have privacy with Colt to bang and to do. Yeah. Or like you know, and and of course later on we found out that you know she's apparently very loud according to Colt. Oh. And by the way, Colt, that's TMI. Like nobody gives a shit if you guys are loud. I mean, it's just <laughs> disgusting thinking about 
the two of you doing it. Anyway, uh, yeah, I I'm, just I'm cannot like... respect Jess that way. It's like I cannot. I, I I hope she's just playing it up for the cameras, but just her being all about sex is just like, are you are you even deep? Like, I, is there anything more that we can learn about you except for the fact that you just want to bang? Mm. You know, I'm, I mean, that's I'm, just how he comes across. Sorry, go ahead. Myra. No, so I'm totally with you on that one, Nadia. I totally feel you. And I always, when I'm looking at Jess, like, I think she's, like, really cute. And I'm always asking, like, if you're that into sex, why are you in the long-distance relationship with someone in America? Even when she was in America, she was in Chicago and he was in Vegas. So, again, mm-hmm. another long-distance relationship. Yep. Well, you could probably find, like, a bunch of guys, like, in Chicago and or Brazil just to like scratch the itch for lack of better words. So why Colt? And when I asked myself why Colt, then it's like, well, the TV and then, you know, the exposure. And I mean, he can get a green card from like any guy, but why Colt? Like he's so nasty. And I'm sure (laughs) she knows she saw the, the season with him and Larissa. I'm a hundred percent sure, you know? And now she's like the young, hot Brazilian redhead in Colt's life. And I don't know. I just, I I don't really understand her. Um, I kind of like her just because I hate Colt and Debbie for that reason. But at the same time, it's just (laughs) like, really? With him of all people, you need to like just, you know, do the whole Nadia gesture with the hands slapping against each other. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Really? <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah I she... can I cannot lie all three of them. I don't know why. I'm trying to, but I just can't find any anything likable about any any of them. It's uh, it's it's a different it's a difficult plot to follow. Um I think we'll get to see more of her when she when they film her family next episode. Um but I also think um that when you're following um, maybe a better phrase is filling in the shoes of another person, Larissa. How do you follow that up, right? How do you how do you up that? And I think that's that's the way you that's the way you do it, right? Uh, at least for this kind of, uh, I guess what some people would call trash TV or I don't know reality TV, trash TV, however you want to call this, it's entertaining. And how, how do you one up, how do you one up someone like Larissa, you know, and it wouldn't surprise me if this was that angle, if, if TLC needed that angle, if she was coached to play this, this kind of character, you know, um, we have to remind ourselves that, you know, people are not one dimensional. People are actually very complex and complicated people. This is the side she's choosing to show us uh, on camera. Mm -hmm. And it, it is this, you know, um, maybe she's trying to be fun or maybe she is trying to be over-sexualized. Um, but, you know, there are plenty of people, you know, on, on the socials that are like, oh, Brazilians are not like this. We're being misrepresented. Yeah, I think everybody's being mis- misrepresented on the show to some extent, culture-wise. And I think with this, it makes for interesting TV because we know that the focal point is to cause conflict between Debbie and Colt, right? And how do you do that? you you provoke you're provocative you talk about sex in front of his mom you know colt says very uncomfortable things yeah she's really loud right like you know and it just feeds into the whole drama of make the mom uncomfortable and then um let's see how the mom and jess 
like butt heads because of this, right? And we saw a little bit of that when they were on, um, when they had their little, what was it, lunch or something? They went on the beach. I forget exactly what the context was, but they're yeah. talking alone and kind of underhandedly trying to piss each other off and stuff. And Debbie is on. That was so passive aggressive. Weird. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Extremely. Like, my God. Didn't she say something like, she said something to Debbie said something like you're going to lose or something. I forget the exact wording, but she said, I hope you're not like competing because you're, you might lose or you're going to lose or something like that. And that was, took me aback. Like you're going to lose. Like, this isn't a game. Like you guys are trying to fighting for. Yeah. And you're yeah. his mother. Uh, you're talking to his lover and you're his mother. But it shows too. It shows us how I think it really shows us how Debbie feels. Like that whole when she freaked out last episode and blah, 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 I'm tired. And no, the it really showed us the root of this whole thing was that no, like you're super possessive and you don't like you don't like anybody you Anyone. know that, threatening. Yeah, right. Yeah. Who you feel overprotective is threatening your, your relationship with yourself. Though it, it does come across that she's okay with Vanessa and Vanessa's taking care of the the you know, the cat. So I think I, that I think, she approves I think of Vanessa. I think she's okay with Vanessa so that that pushes Colt away from Jess. Do you understand? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's her tool to, to kind of break that relationship up. And I hope for all of the viewers that were, was also following the Larissa Colt story, I hope they all now understand what Larissa had to go through. She lived yes. with the woman. My yes. gosh, she lived with the woman. And, you know, I don't think I understood it while I was watching the season, but now I get it. And when I see Larissa's story and I see how like she's happy and she's smiling, at first I thought this is some fake shit. She's like always fucking smiling. Like she's trying extra hard, but I compared to the person she was living under the same roof with Colt and Debbie, she was miserable and she was so depressed and she has come such a long way with Botox, plastic surgery, whatever you want to call it. Um, but she seems, she seems kind of happy to me. So yeah. I feel like I feel like Debbie is extremely toxic, and I feel like Colt like feeds into that fire all the time, just by like being neutral and not defending people that Debbie is you know attacking. But it really kind of put in perspective like the Larissa situation, and it kind of made me a bigger fan of hers than I already was. While we're yeah. on Larissa, sorry to cut you off, Nadia, because I didn't no, want to lose I didn't want to lose this thought. Um, but Maria mentioned something about. Larissa seeming to be more happy I just wanted to jump in before I lose this but she also seems a lot more lonely which is why I think this whole thing with Eric is playing out the way it is that's a good segue yeah it's very very awkward yeah when I watched them together that date that they had it didn't feel like we were watching them being a couple it just felt very I don't know I don't want to say scripted isn't the right word but it just felt weird just it's like quid pro quo like yeah, you're how with, they were talking. You're a so companion. Like transactional, very yeah. utilitarian and not like how couples speak to each other. I don't know. It felt weird. Do you I think it's because that. Larissa knows that Eric would play along because there's the, you know, there's the TV aspect of it and he's a fame whore? And yeah, but I also was wondering because when you, um, you guys talked about it a, a few episodes ago, where Eric um, was like, um, he did something, you know, to piss her off. They mentioned in this episode, they mentioned that 
he had he was also I guess he called he had called the cops on her or something happened, right? Yeah, she like, called the cops, cops on, on him. him. Well, what what was that about? Do you got it? Do you guys have information on that? Yeah. Like, what, what was the but, conflict? So based, I don't know what the conflict was, but she called the cops on him before he could call the cops on her to kind of protect her citizenship status because when she was talking to her lawyer, um, her lawyer said that was the best strategy to kind of cover yeah. yourself with, to protect yourself essentially. So what the, what, yeah. So like, it's almost like, what the fuck is this relationship about? Like, was this, they already, they've already had like some really huge drama between yeah. the two of them. And yeah. they're just trying to do this. I don't know for so TV or ha- because she's lonely. I have no yeah. clue. So they had a bunch of drama and now Larissa wants Eriki to let the money Eriki. flow. Just let <laughs> the booby. money flow. You, don't be want, cheapy. Don't be yeah, cheapy. I don't, I don't want our listeners to be cheapy. Let the cheapy. money flow and subscribe to our Patreon account, guys. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's a good promo, Mariam. I, we should put that in, you know, in the beginning of the podcast. How much for how much for a Larissa cameo for her to plug that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yes. A sound, oh my can God. we get a soundbite? <laughs> Hey, I might pay. I, let's let's all chip in and get let's, Larissa let's to say. Let's figure out how much that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Larissa, can you please say this line in your? <laughs> Don't be cheap, please. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> but yes, guys, we do have a Patreon. Uh, so you know, we could use the support. And please, uh, if you want to hear us talk about other things, it's worth you know checking out our Patreon. WTF extra. <laughs> right let the yes. money flow wtf extra af apparently extra af all right we, we want to do that <laughs> i'll redo the logo <laughs> all right guys i think that's pretty much it for the last two episodes of you know 90 day fiance franchise uh, i do want to say two quick things about b90 so one is i realized that erica has a new bow yes congratulations erica i saw the news She's I totally a, missed it. Who is yeah, that? Yeah, she's with a cute guy. Um, so yeah, she's a genuinely bisexual. She I guess. is off the market. <laughs> Good Sorry, for her. Breaking hearts, <laughs> breaking hearts all over the world. Right breaking Lon's heart, especially. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. But I'm happy for you. <laughs> but ho- crying private. <laughs> hopefully, that's a jab to Stephanie, right? Stephanie's still uh, busy doing her OnlyFans and stuff. She's still single. Yeah. yeah. And um, Lon, maybe you can, uh, Lon, maybe you can speak to this. Uh, there is some news about Avery. Yes, we're running out of time. Um, this deserves more time than I'm going to give it. But uh, it seems Avery got dropped from um, her CBD, CBD sponsorship. Yeah, her CBD sponsorship, uh, Sola CBD. Um, dropped her um, for making, um, I guess, some comments that did not quite align with their views on um, on black equality and um, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and I've read the comments myself. Um, you know, I don't want to get too political here on our show. Uh, I will say that some of the comments Avery made um, did it distasteful, distasteful, and I just don't think she's as informed as she believes she is in terms of American history and and the history of, 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 of how our nation was built and just what equality actually really means because she did make a comment that oh we're all equal 
like anyways and somebody like tried to you know comment on that and she said oh that was like a long time ago uh catch up to 2020 already and it was just really like it was a bad sensitive right and i I, you know um i don't want to say she's canceled i think i think with her there is still some some hope that you know she can read up a little bit more and, and maybe educate herself more and there's just some more room for that and i think maybe i can table that discussion for maybe the patreon or maybe we can um visit it uh more in depth when we have a lot more time but for now um if yeah. you want to if you want to read a little bit more about her see the comments for yourself huge 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 shout out to tote underscore the underscore memes tote the memes um ig account that's where i got the information from really great account for 90 day fiance stuff just want to shout them out really cool account um funny too but also very informative and they posted um this little tidbit of tea so um go check that out tote underscore the underscore memes i just don't like the fact that she used the words liberal fake news that was really political and i'm not sure where she was going with that and on that note I just want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you. Um, please like into a DM, comment, subscribe. And of course, you know, it would help us a lot if you give us some sort of rating, leave a review. Uh, we definitely Five want stars. to improve. There we go. Five stars. <laughs> we definitely want to improve. And yes, we, we welcome all kinds of feedback and comments. Uh, we follow uh, you if you follow us on Instagram. Yeah. So thank and you guys. one more thing, guys. Let the money flow. <laughs> Don't, be Don't be cheapy. Don't be cheapy. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs>